Welcome to Let's Talk About Sex, where every audacious, outrageous, and legendary customer experience begins with the employee experience. Get ready. Here's your host, speaker, facilitator, and coach, Maxine Shapiro. Zappos, the culture everyone wants to copy. And if I may add, still. This headline was not written 10 or 15 years ago. It was written in 2022. So grab your tablet, pen, paper, crayon, as Jamie Naughton Henriad, Chief of Staff for Tony Shea, ex-CEO of Zappos, takes us for a deep dive into the culture and customer service extraordinaire that organizations still wish they could duplicate. And because of the richness of this conversation and how deep we do go, I've made it into two parts. So please enjoy part two. So I have been in a tour there. I was by myself in Vegas, and I was so honored when six of your training directors came out to one of my workshops that I was giving, and that's how Jamie and I stayed in touch. And when I was there in Vegas, I'm just going to say it, I was shooting a commercial. Oh, my God. And I called them, and I went on one of the tours. And now I'd love for you to talk about the tours. Yeah. Yeah, please. So again, Tony wanted to spread our mission to the world and our mission was not shoes. It was creating a great work environment and customer experience. So part of that was opening up our doors and allowing people to see how the sausage is made and walk through our building and and learn from our tour guide. I will say that I left Zappos in, I think, October of 2020. So it's been a few years since I've been there. And I, while I do have so many friends that still are there and love the company and will till the day I die, I, I don't keep up with everything that they're doing nowadays. I don't know if they still offer tours, but at the time we did tours all day, every day. And it was just a great way to see and hear about our culture and what we were up to. So what would you see on one of these tours? Because I still have the picture in my mind. As an employee, you never knew what you were going to see when you walked into the building every day. And that's what made it so incredible. Like you would walk in. One time I walked in and there was, no lie, there was a 20 foot tall stuffed dog in our plaza and it was two it was like two stories high and I might be exaggerating maybe it was one story high but it was huge and it never no one ever was like what what is going on it was just like oh this is just who we are we're just weird and we just I mean the stuffed dog happened to be because we were partnering with the animal foundation to do dog adoptions and pet adoption so that made sense but you might walk in and see a celebrity you might walk in and everybody would be dressed as clowns you just never knew and so going on a tour at Zappos was an adventure and you never knew what you were going to walk into. It it was great. And everyone's desk was full of swag and Mm -hmm. things and bells would go off. And yeah, so I've been in LA 13 years. So it has to be that period. And I suspect because of the pandemic, the tours have been who knows? Yeah. I suspect they've been stopped, but you had two tours. You had one that was free, I think, one that was for the upper echelon. 
<laughs> and, and that was for the people, like you said, that came in and wanted to know, how do you deliver happiness and, yeah. and his book? So please talk a little bit more about, especially internationally, when you went abroad, what were some of the surprises that, that you saw where people maybe took that and made it their own or something regarding your touring around the world that you did? Yeah. So I was very lucky to be able to see the world while working at Zappos. And there's so, there were so many companies that were influenced by Zappos. And one of the most remarkable things, just to remind your audience, is Zappos is not a global company. Zappos only sells in the United States. But our brand was so much bigger than our product that we would get requests to speak all over the world and talk about Zappos. And people from all over the world would come to Vegas just to tour Zappos headquarters. So that was really interesting to see. I think one of the things that I learned in my travels, and I think this is just important for listeners to know, is that your values and who you are should be consistent. But how those values show up depends on the location and depends on the demographic. So at Zappos, we had our 10 core values and there were times where we had different things going on. But for the most part, we had a warehouse in Kentucky and we had a headquarters in Las Vegas, Nevada. And what one of our core values was be fun and a little weird. What was fun and weird in Vegas was very different than what was fun and weird in Kentucky. The people were different and the cultures are different, just like cultures are different between developers and finance people and legal people and HR people. Like you have to value those differences. And I was, I don't remember which country I was in, but I was in a country and we were talking about that personal emotional connection and how do you know your employees outside of the work that they do. And for what that meant for me in the United States was I know I know my employees' parents. I I had an employee who worked for me once. She told me her parents owned a restaurant named after her in San Diego. And I was going to San Diego and much to her horror, I went to restaurant because <laughs> I wanted to meet them and I wanted to, this is like part of her life. So I wanted to experience that too. And anyway, so I was in another country and they were like, our culture is not like that. It, our culture, it would be considered rude to, to ask those questions. It would be considered invasive if you asked about your family and your parents and blah, 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 blah. And so, yeah, my lesson was that, you know, personally, emotionally connecting will look different depending on where you are. And as we move into a more remote environment and where businesses more and more are global, like you need to hire people that understand how those cultural differences show up and then how do your values fit into your global work environment. Let's talk about outsourcing. I personally, I don't see a problem with outsourcing. Like we all have our skill sets and if you're going to outsource, fine, if that's the best thing for your business. But at Zappos, we did need to outsource at certain times because of call volume and just service levels and things that we needed to do. But we were so hands-on with our overseas partners. Our employees flew and we were in their work environment quite a bit because ultimately, that offshore partner is now selling your brand. 
So if they don't understand your brand and they are living your brand, and just like I said, you can't have great customer service if you're not first providing customer service. If our offshore partners were treating their employees poorly, our customers are going to know that. I would say that we were probably the most hands-on with our offshore partners than any other company they worked with, but that's what was important to us. So if you're if you are moving your customer service, whether it's to another state or to another country, you have to be present. You have to be engaged in that training and in that conversation to ensure that your brand stays aligned. Yeah, that's really great because that is your brand. People mm-hmm. think that brand is just do it. And I love Nike. It's not your brand is customer service. And they happen to give great customer service as well. But brand is, how did I leave? How did you make me feel when I walked out or hung up or did a chat? What I'm loving is that chats now, I've got personality. They really do. And I was on one chat and I kept it and thought I better send this to the owner. No, hey, thanks for coming on or whatever. What? <laughs> what a question. What? And I'm like, whoa, all right. Just like we know the tones of emails. And so we have to be careful with emails. We send our tone and you can read sarcasm in that. I wonder, and maybe we'll have to see if we can find this and link it somewhere. But one of my favorite things that got published about Zappos was this, I think it was a gentleman, he reached out via chat and wanted to see like what his customer experience was. So he thought he would be like, a little fun and weird, shall we say, in the Zappos core values. And he only referred to himself in the third person, the whole chat. And the employee that he was speaking to did not miss a beat. And it is the funniest chat interaction and just a shining example of like, you can tell that we do not have scripts and that we do not have a lot of the things that other companies have because this employee was allowed to just go full into character because that's what the customer wanted. And it was a riot. I'll have to find it. Maybe you'll come back when you have that letter, but Amy. So let me ask you then as we close here, maybe it's all about improvisation, right? What would you tell that They're not quite a startup, but they've been doing the same thing over and over again. Like Einstein's definition of insanity, do the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. I was just, look at tweak. What, if they could tweak anything, what would you say? Go focus on this. What would you say? I mean, that that is as individual to the company, but Um, I would say generally speaking, that if you are not focused on your people, you will not keep your people very long. And I think one of the great resignation as Mm. it's been coined has been absolutely fascinating to watch as someone in, in my field, like watching that power shift from the employer to the employee, in my opinion, has been a beautiful thing. But I think the employee, the great resignation is is a symptom, is the culmination of just years and years of toxic work environments. And what people are craving more now than before is connection and vision and the ability, yeah, purpose and the ability to like not have to choose between who we are in our home lives and who we are at work. So if you aren't focused on your people will probably focus elsewhere and you 
can use the excuse that it's the great resignation or it's the economy or it's this or it's that, but it, you got to take a hard look at yourself and the decisions that you're making and the leadership that you have in place and what the work environment is like for every single person in that organization, not just the people that profit the most. Not every organization can have a Tony Shea or a Herb Kelleher from Southwest. I always say then, then get yourself a good middleman person, middle woman, whatever. Someone that really does get it, that can care about your people. And this is who you are. I'm sorry. I have to tell these people, it's not a 2008 when it was, you should be happy you've got a job. No, I've got my choice here. I don't want to compromise who I am. And nobody did during the pandemic. And that's why I couldn't get little Melissa out of the, the Zoom room. So I was like, call me or meet my daughter. You know, it's like whatever, or my dog or whatever it is. That's it. And no, we can't go back. There is no going back. And if you, I just, the power that employers have, why would you want, Tony used to say this, why would you want to create a company that gave terrible customer service, but in more, why would you want to create a company where your employees hate it there? Our work life is so essential to our overall health and the health of our relationships with our children and our spouses and our family. Why would you want to put that into the world? Like we don't all have to be on a mission to change the world like Tony was, but can we just be on a mission to just not add more problems into the world. Yeah. We just treat people like they matter. Absolutely. And finding the connection. Thank you so much, Jamie. Thank you. You are just such a delight. And we're sitting here because I can see her smiling at each other, thumbs up in each other. <laughs> Jamie, how can people get a hold of you? Where would you like them to go? I am most easily found on LinkedIn under Jamie Naughton Henriad. And you can also Google Jamie Naughton. And I'm assuming one of those paths will lead you to connect with me. I'd love to hear from people that are looking to grow and learn, or if I can be of value to any of your listeners, I'd I'd love that. Yeah. Yeah. And Jamie, I've seen her resume. <laughs> think twice about this, guys. Don't think twice. What am I saying? <laughs> Just do it. Just do it. Was. All right, Jamie. Uh, everyone, I want to thank you for listening here and be kind out there. Thanks. Thank you again for listening to Let's Talk About Sex. I now have three requests. One, subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. We all need to be inspired by people who are walking the talk. Two, I want to hear from you. Go to MaxineShapiro.com and leave a comment on the mic link on the homepage. You'll see a little picture of a mic. Tell me whom you want to hear from or if you have a great experience that you want to share. I want to hear it. Three, if your team or organization is ready to be more agile, up your communication and collaboration skills with each other and with your customers and your guests, I'm offering a free 30-minute mini workshop of the Collaborate experience. Now, you'll have to leave me your contact information and I'll call you and we'll set it up. Trust me, this will be the most fun and eye-opening 30 minutes you'll have in a very long time. I hope, I think, I promise. One of those, okay? Thanks again for listening. And as always, be kind out there.